Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. that you control 603-283-6160 is the number 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight on free talk live it's me bonnie jay and me mark edge and it looks like we already have a caller so i'm gonna go to gg in new north carolina gg what's on your mind I'm in South Carolina. Oh, really? Sorry. South Carolina. That's okay. You guys have to fix that, because every time I call, the captain says it also. Yeah, I think he saved your name as that, because that's what I see popping up here, so I just said, yeah, I'll try to fix it. Okay, I can do that, actually. thank you, Bonnie. Good evening, everyone. To all my fellow listeners out there in radio land across the United States of America, I would like to express a personal opinion regarding the death penalty. Personally, I have a big problem with the death penalty, whether it is administered by the federal government or an individual state government. And I find that the issue of the death penalty currently in Alabama definitely qualifies as cruel and unusual punishment as it relates to or as it pertains to how people interpret legally the death penalty. The individual that is scheduled to be gassed to death in Alabama currently several years ago Oh yeah, they I was I was trying to remember what was worse about Alabama than anywhere else. But yeah, they they gas people. Well, you know what? Any form of the death penalty, I have a problem with. You know, Agreed. which is worse, being an alcoholic or addicted to heroin? Addiction is addiction. Death by any means is death. And yet, this individual who is scheduled to be gassed in Alabama. Several years ago, he was placed in the death chamber. They attempted to insert several needles into his veins for the so-called toxic cocktails, plural, so that he would be put to death. They botched it. Mm -hmm. They could not locate a vein anywhere. So now... They are going to gas him to death. Now, my interpretation of that is this is cruel and unusual because... 
they're doing it again, and it's just gruesome and gory to me. Other people are free to have a different opinion from myself. I just have a big problem with this. Well, thank you for voicing your opinion, Gigi. I definitely agree. I don't think that the death penalty um, should exist. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, um, I just made a Twitter post of this. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, I found, ran across one of those little sort of, you know, today in history kind of things. And uh, a kid, 14 years old, George Stinney Jr., was falsely convicted um, in court. And I don't have it right here where it was, but of, uh, accused of killing two white girls, Betty, uh, 11 years old, and Mary, 7. And the bodies were found near his house. And then they found out years later, you know, basically that he didn't commit the crime and he couldn't have uh, committed the crime and a variety of things. But oh yeah, he was he was dead within weeks because that's how it was done back in the day. Hmm. But he was fourteen years old. Now that doesn't make a difference. Really, the point that I make as far as the death penalty goes is that people who support the death penalty are the killers that they propose to kill. Let me defend that statement. So. Everybody who supports the death penalty will admit that at some point, somehow, there are mistakes made, especially in the past. But they're now like, oh, well, we got video and, you know, all kinds of things. Well, you know, let's leave all that behind. I mean, people can fake video. Absolutely. There's, um, you know, there's, there's no, you know, there's DNA on the site. There could be any variety of reasons. We don't know what happened because we're not perfect. And since we're not perfect... We should not take action like putting somebody to death that is so final, especially when there's all kinds of people in prison for life. Life in prison is not getting away with it and stop acting like it is. Hmm. So um, putting somebody to death that when if you know if you if you propose if you support the death penalty, you're pr- proposing the last hundred people that were convicted of um, that were sentenced to the death penalty are guilty and you support it. Therefore, of those hundred people, surely one of them is um, not guilty. And you're proposing that he, that person you're supporting that person being put to death. That makes you the killer of an innocent person that you propose to kill. And that's the reason I don't support the death penalty. It's too final. We're, we're humans. We make mistakes. Also, the death penalty costs tremendous amounts of money uh, regarding uh, court cases and these sorts of things, you know, trying and retrying and appeals and all these sorts of things. It costs more money to house these people. It's just a heck of a lot cheaper to put them in prison for life and be done with it. And I agree. I, I, watching the Green Mile definitely made me think okay i'm a, i'm against death penalty yeah. now george Stinney is actually the one that the green mile was uh based on oh really Stinney. oh that that makes a lot of sense i agree but he was a kid. agree with you also mark and, and, and to add to what mark had to say is oh the, these prosecutors have no conscience and they just don't care yeah we have overzealous prosecutors that uh there's clear in, in evidence it's and and it's a very clear pattern that um with anything from like they set up people on sex crimes with children they uh they they Kamala Harris for example she she's a, a famous example of this she uh, withheld exculpatory evidence um, that she knew that people were innocent of crimes. I don't know if it was anybody who was going to be sentenced to death, but she knew people were innocent Most of the drug crimes. Criminals. And 
And then also, you know, I, I, I'm curious of, you know, so I know with like every time that social that a child protective services steals a child, uh, every time that, uh, you know, all kinds of things that child protective services d- does in a conspiracy with uh, uh, the corrupt family courts around the world, around the country, uh, when they do, there's all kinds of list of things that they can do. And the judicial pension fund gets money. Uh, also, other pension funds of state employees get money. Uh, uh, programs for state employees to make their lives more cushy get money from the federal government. So I'm wondering, you know, is there any incentives for if there's a death row inmate on death row, is there an incentive fund from the federal government through maybe the Social Security? It's it's Title IV, Social Security Administration, Title IV-D specifically, that gives money to the to the judicial pension funds of state uh, judicial officers, such as judges and prosecutors, uh, and you know whoever works you know for the judiciary, um, you know, is there money the federal government gives, for example, to uh, states? Uh, for housing uh, death row inmates? Is there money they get for, you know, um, killing death row inmates? Is there money they get because the death row inmate, you know, files every single possible appeal? And plus, we know how corrupt these prosecutors are. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't even want to ride in an elevator with these people uh, when I'm at the state house because when these guys meet their maker they're going to burn in hell if there's any justice in the world these people are so diabolically evil Mm -hmm. and you you mentioned justice and i think it's worth um looking at is is that people who support the death penalty like i used to tend to be very interested in justice they want to see justice served and i do too but here's the question i would ask is if somebody is falsely convicted and gets the death penalty and then we can see through the court system, um, they manage one of these people that manages to show that they were in fact innocent. And these stories exist. And imagine how many more people are never proven, because all you have to do is know that the court system's corrupt to know that's the case. But here's my question. If that's the case, then should the judge, the prosecutor, the jury that all voted for this, should they all be put on death row for threatening the life of a man who was innocent? Because that's what somebody who actually cared about murder would want to see happen. Right, yeah. What, whatever a prosecutor is willing to charge someone with, that prosecutor actually sh- if, if should, uh, you know, if that guy's found innocent or like with the exculpatory evidence thing, you know, what would be just yep. is if the prosecutor got triple whatever the damages they were, you know, trying to gather out of, you know, whoever they were trying to prosecute. That would be the proper incentives. That would mean that uh, somebody who's prosecuting would would not withhold evidence because withholding evidence in a case, um, you know, to me should should result in triple the time that uh, that you asked for from the judge. So we also have Dave Ridley in New Hampshire online. Dave Ridley of RidleyReport.com. What's on your mind? Uh, already talked about. Uh, I heard that uh, Jason Gerhardt was arrested again for trying to film at the federal court. Is that true, or am I just hearing about the first arrest? That did happen. Um, I don't think we talked about it on Free Talk Live because I don't know much about it. We could probably get um, Chris to call in or something because he was there. I wanted to go, but I just could not wake up. I had to wake up at like 6-something a.m. if I was going to go. I couldn't do it. But... Um, he did get arrested again. They were filming in the lobby, and they tried to go through the security 
with their cameras and they got arrested again they got charged with different things i don't know why but with frank it was like obstruction of justice i'm not sure exactly frank got two other ones and then um jason got only one and it was like disobeying an officer i'm pretty sure i mean like see i don't i don't know all the details that's why i haven't really brought it up but yeah they were going to their court date for getting ticketed for filming in the federal courthouse in Concord, New Hampshire, and they decided to film while going in again, and they got arrested again. Yeah, I, I really appreciate them taking this stand. You know, I, I've always been so furious at the feds for the fact that they won't allow filming uh, on these public properties like their courthouses. And that's why so much, uh, you know, crap goes on in the federal courtrooms because they know they're not being filmed. Yep, that's the worst part yeah. about that. It, it, it's the strangest thing to me that the that somehow people allow this federal the court thing to continue where there's no um, cameras allowed. I mean, like, what are they hiding in there? Exactly. It's really bizarre. Why do most people not see it that in America, way? Every other court in America allows cameras, but somehow these well these federal cases are just too important. And it, they ridiculous. always try to tell people, oh, well, it is. You know, for the people on the stand and the even the defendant's safety, it's for your safety. They're but, so full of s. Yeah, that's such a yeah, lie. What about all the states that allow people in criminal trials? They allow cameras in there. Yeah, and like murder um, cases, you know, they, everything. They don't show uh, the jury. They don't show yeah. the you know. They can show the defendant. Whatever the situation is, I mean, this is not an insurmountable problem. It's not even remotely close to an insurmountable problem. And the only justification that i've ever heard is it's tradition and since it's the federal government our traditions are more important and if you don't like them we'll smash you over the head and throw you in jail well we know that the federal government protects pedophiles they protect epstein for a very long time you know there there's a woman who got 20 years in prison named Ghislaine maxwell she probably got out on appeal already we don't even know about it um you know they won't like be like, oh, Ghislaine got out of jail when, you know, she gets out of jail. But, uh, you know, my wife has spent more time in court than anyone on on on, uh, Jeff, uh, on Epstein's or Ghislaine Maxwell's client list. And these guys all know who the clients are, but, you know, they're just a protected class. So the reason that they do not want... Uh, cameras in the courtrooms at the federal levels because they are very, very occupied and busy with protecting all their pedophile friends. And that's really the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I also think they just don't want people to see their well, how they how things happen because they can then control the narrative. They can say, oh, this happened in court and uh, yeah, the transcript probably isn't going to get published because like Ian, he paid for the transcript and it was expensive and put it out himself. It's not like the government puts it out. Um, publicly, you know, um, they- and in Ian's trial, uh, the prosecutor said something breathtakingly racist. Yeah, and you know, like I'm sorry, the transcript just doesn't do it any justice. You have to kind of have the video for it to really go viral. And if black people in America heard this guy say what he said, which was essentially, um, does this look like a CEO to you? It's suggesting just a picture that- of a black guy. Yeah. Right. So the, the suggesting that black skin makes it impossible for you to be a CEO or even unlikely, um, then, you know, that would have it would have gone viral. But because it wasn't, you know, thank goodness. And this guy has now been made a federal judge. Yep. 
the same prosecutor that said that. Well, thank you, Dave, for the call. I definitely really appreciate Jason Gerhard and uh, Footloose Frank's activism on that. It looks like we have another caller. Uh, one, one thing real quick with uh, Gerhard uh, mm-hmm. there. We talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, I will tr- I will actually send you this uh, now, Bonnie, so this can be put in the show notes. But if anybody wants to support Jason Gerhard and Footloose, there is a notice uh, that you can uh, look up on JotForm. Uh, we'll, we can add the uh, foot, in, uh, uh, I guess, to either you know social media or yeah, something. Yeah, put it on but, social media. But there is a uh, notice that has been done by the uh, David Jose Cares For You folks. Uh, David Jose on X, you guys should check him out. Um, he's doing some fabulous work. And it is a notice that you should read. And this is a notice for the judge in Jason Gerhardt and Footloose's case. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll get it up in the show notes. And, and you just want people to read it? Or is it I something want, people so sign? So you can read it. You can electronically sign oh. it. You put in your email. It sends it back to you. If you really want to make it you know, firm to this judge and this prosecutor and you know, in this federal court building... Uh, it, so through the jot, jot form, it gets emailed to the judge. Wow! But you can take it and send it, print it out, and send it certified mail to the judge and the prosecutor. That would be really the ultimate thing to do. And then the other thing you can do I didn't know that. is check out what these guys are doing. This uh, David Jose group—they're—they're they're very active on Twitter. He does a Twitter space like. I can't even follow all Twitter spaces he does, but they're super informative. He does these Twitter spaces, you know, multiple times a week, talking about how you can, the power of affidavits, the power of notices, uh, informing your your government servants. Remember, these guys are servants, and the minute that they are not servants, they are they're either acting as a servant or they're committing treason, and there's no in in between uh, with these government actors, and they have to be put on notice. And the notice sets these guys up to tell them what they're doing wrong, explain, explaining to them how to remedy the issue. You just read this notice, and uh, and, and it's a really cool job for them. You can do it right from your tablet, your smartphone, your computer, anywhere in the world. And uh, you can let the judge know that you know Jason has a right to a trial by a judgment of his peers, not one of these statutory jury trial things, which you know, a jury trial is not a trial by jury. They're two, two totally different things. I'm not going to get into that right now, but definitely check out his job form. And um, apparently now because they got arrested again, the judge is saying that for some reason that means he doesn't have a right to a jury trial now. Yeah, they like reduced it to basically like not a crime. It's a civil infraction, not a criminal charge kind of thing. Is uh, what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, me either. Um, it looks like we do have another caller on the line, though. Unscreened caller, what's on your mind? Hey, Jay, how's debunking libertarian lies? And- oh, it, it, that's we have a rule. You can only call once a day, and he was already creepy, so I hung up on him. So it's just um, a loser. <laughs> Um, it's a bot. I'm not sure how the rule works when you hang up on them the first time, but whatever. Well, if you call in and make a creepy voice, I'm going to hang up on you. Like you're obviously I got it. it. The first voice was creepy. I agree. Well, I want to go back to talking about Javier Malay in Argentina. Um, we're talking about his shock therapy is what they're calling it um, to try to fix the economy down there, which has been messed up for over 100 years back in the... 1860s they had a president that was like you know what let's be more like america and let's be more free markets and stuff like that and they were actually doing so well that there was a term and that term was um rich like an argentine like it was just synonymous with being rich they were doing so well but 
then in the early 1900s, they, they continued to do well. And in the early, early 1900s, there was this guy that Mark pointed out um, became president and his prostitute wife and him were socialists and they just made the, the world worse and worse. And I mean, not the world. Well, yeah, that too. But the they made Argentina, the country, worse and worse. And now they have hyperinflation, like the type of inflation where prices on the shelves are changing by the hour type of things. And people who were living week to week or are, are, are like paycheck to paycheck are now like just like not not surviving. It's getting so bad. And here's what Malay is working to implement. He's working to implement massive reforms, which include slashing the number of government employees. Excellent. Deregulating many sectors of the economy. Excellent. And targeting deeply entrenched unions. And that's why the unions are um, protesting. It says the lawyers are furious about plans to fast track divorces through the civil registry without requiring their services. Oh, nice. So people won't have to pay like a lawyer to get divorced. I mean, it should just be as simple as you notify the government you're divorced. Not well, first off, government crap. should have no involvement yeah. in marriage whatsoever. Yeah. That's the bottom line. You know, there there should be no government marriage incentives, punishments, contracts, um, marriage certificates. It, it, it's just, you know, where do marriage licenses originate from in the United States? Uh, it was because the church would not marry people, you know, of different races. So mm. the state, so basically it started off, well, first off, it was so black and white people, you know, interracial marriages couldn't happen. Couldn't get married, And right. then it turned into the state would, the, the churches wouldn't marry you, so the state would do it because, you know, they, they found a way to make a, an enslavement mechanism out of it. And, you know, that's basically the bottom line with, you know, marriage licenses. If you if you uh, get a marriage license, um, you're basically polyamorous. Yeah. And the state is involved in your marriage as far as I'm concerned. Right. It's uh, it's an agreement that uh, at this point, in my opinion, has become weighted to one side and I don't support them generally. I mean, it becomes uh, it's become very difficult for dads to get justice out of uh, the family court. And um, I, I just think if there's going to be um, state marriage, which I don't think there should be at all, I like what he's doing here and lawyers being furious about it. I mean, like, what kind of a parasite do you have to be to be furious that the government is no longer requiring your service or something that it's just not necessary for you to be there for? Like, hey, we need a job. Anytime- what if you lost your, your your cushy job and your income and your, and, and your pension that you were just going to, you know... Just lay around and do nothing for your retirement. Now you have to work. You then I'd be a pathetic dying parasite, and I would deserve to die. 603-283-6160. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. 
They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad to your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. USA News Update. The U.S. Supreme Court justices rejecting an effort to stop the country's first ever execution by nitrogen hypoxia. It's supposed to happen tomorrow in Alabama. Kenneth Eugene Smith serving on Alabama's death row for the murder of Elizabeth Sennett back in 1988 requested the new execution method. The United Auto Workers Union endorsing President Biden in the race for the White House. Stock in Tesla dropped Wednesday off of news that it fell short of revenue projections for the fourth quarter. Elon Musk's company dropping 6% after revenue rose only one in the last three months. Former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. and 2024 Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley held a rally in her home state of South Carolina ahead of the state's primary next month. Corey Myers, USA News. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Live Talk Radio 
show that you control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number here that's 603-283-6160 and i'd like to thank evan daniels who's a silver level amplifier with us evan daniels is giving to the amps program and that makes him an amplifier which you can go to at amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com if you'd like to help keep free talk live up and running and on the air thank you so much to evan um we really appreciate it here at free talk live and in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie jay and mark edge and in the last segment we were talking about javier malay in argentina and normally i don't care I, i don't even know any other president of any other country. I mean, I know that there's the King of England. I don't even know his name, actually. I can't remember if it's King Edward. Charles. Charles? Okay. Well, I don't care about other politicians in other countries. I barely even care about the ones here. If anybody wants to, the most lazy way to understand about Javier Malay is to go on YouTube and search uh, Javier Malay, or maybe if you don't know how to spell that, because I, I wouldn't be able to spell it right, but just <laughs> President of Argentina Addresses World Economic Forum, WEF. Oh, yeah. And then uh, you're going to find an English translation, and it was an awesome speech. It was really awesome, and we did cover that on yeah, the show really good. Uh, the other week, because the World Economic Forum is a group of socialist freaks that... Uh, claim to have some kind of influence over your life and wherever you live on the globe. And they meet at Davos, um, I think it's Switzerland, and they meet and discuss, discuss how they're going to control your life. And Javier Malay went there as the new president of Argentina and gave a speech, and he talked about how free markets are the answer to prosperity, and oh my God, it was just all together 100% based and awesome so yeah if you if you want to learn about him go go look, look that up but we're talking about what he's doing now and apparently he's trying to blast away at the um parasite class which is actually what he calls them he told he calls them the parasite class he also calls them a caste which is kind of like an appropriate word for it um these people live extremely lavish lives on the backs of all the workers and all the workers are dirt poor and um, they consider themselves a higher caste and steal money, and it's all super corrupt. And e- even beyond the corruption, it's like they have created this system. Like, even if they're going by the system, they've created this system, which is just socialism, basically, now. In Argentina, they're ruining lives. But the people voted for Argen- or for Javier Malay because they're tired of that. They just want something new. And um, Javier is just, like, he's getting rid of the old system and he's fast tracking it uh, and there might be a little shock to the system there for a while but i think overall things are going to get better and better and that's why i care about this because i think it can be really amazing just extremely good to see and extremely good for the people that live there and it's going to be proof of the ideas we talk about here on free talk live actually coming to fruition he's deregulating um, sectors of the economy, firing government employees. He says, afuera. That's like his catchphrase. He says, like, you're out. It's like saying, it's like Trump saying fired, except he actually means it. He's awesome. I'm a big Javier Malay fan all of a sudden. (laughs) It says that lawyers are furious about plans to fast track divorces through the civil registry without requiring their services. So they're, you know... 
Yeah, he's he's basically tearing down the the bar association monopoly. I don't know if uh, Argentina is the uh, bar association like they are here in the United States, and the bar association comes out of you know England or UK or something. But uh, yeah, we, he's working on tearing down their monopoly, and that, and that's awesome because lawyers are scumbags. It says that arty types, like artists, I guess, are protesting about gutted funds and closure of the National Theater Institute. So they're mad that they aren't getting paid to just make art from the government, from the backs of the poor people. That's so ridiculous. Well, many countries, uh, Argentina considers itself sort of European. And Europe Europe tends to do this funding of the arts thing um, far more than, you know, other places do. I, I'm. I can understand why people are angry, but what I would say to Argentinians is, whatever you were doing for the last century hasn't been working, and you're gonna have to try something new. And because you, your parents, your grandparents, and your great grandparents acted completely irresponsibly with their money and uh, with their government, now somebody like Javier Malay has to step in. It didn't have to be this way, but you had to be the way you were. So now this has to be the way it is. Uh, you know, like I, I get it. Like lots of it's it's nice to have the arts. It would be great if corporations funded it. You know, maybe rich people can. Whatever the situation is, I don't care much. But the reality is, is that Argentina was broke. Mm-hmm. It was broke, broke broke and there's no there's no amount of news stories that can change that there's not one of these crybaby reporters there's not one of these um you know union workers out there protesting that could have done a better job javier malay is willing to take the risks that no other politician has ever been willing to do and that is to say hey you in the parasite class you've had enough all you remoras are getting off this shark it's about to die if you want to save this thing you can join with me, and if you're not, you can just sit out there and cry. Well, I, I, arty types aren't the only ones that are all mad about what Javier Malay is doing, and it's it's so stupid that they would be, but they're out there protesting because they want money to make art. It's so ridiculous. Um, fishermen are cross about permit deregulation, and sugar producers are railing against plans to remove import tariffs. So there are sugar producers that are mad because it might become cheaper to just import the sugar from somewhere else. I can't imagine hating the other people in my country around me so much. Like, that you want them to have to pay more just so you have a specific job. It's like, I hate people that want to, like, preserve the job that they have right now so bad that they can't just pivot, you know? It's like, no one is telling you to go be poor and have no job and and die. No one is telling you that. People Uh are saying that you are doing this too expensive we want to move on and progress with our lives i'm totally okay with the sugar producers going out of business the entire global sugar industry is so hardcore uh subsidized by the government the reason the the probably the number two reason you know that we the number two health issue in america is due to sugar i'm gonna i used to think it was number one now i think the number one health issue in america is due to seed oils which is also every seed oil is heavily heavily government subsidized Mm. i can tell you right now uh if sugar was not subsidized you know it would it would be probably 
just as competitive to go buy $45, $50 a gallon maple syrup uh, as to buy, you know, cane sugar if they didn't have the subsidies for sugar because i can tell you that maple syrup is not really subsidized it's subsidized a little bit you know these some of these maple syrup guys get like government grants to buy these really cool you know evaporators but um it's still a lot of hard work and the same thing with all the seed oils if if uh you know we should be using pork lard and tallow you know as an oil uh as as a fat in you know our foods and stuff uh and, and not motor oil and that's what you know cotton seed and uh you know canola oil was originally used for <laughs> motor <Yeah>. oil <laughs> axle lubricant yep that is literally true um but they you know they have these byproducts and they're like oh what should we use this for oh we could put it in food and make even more money these uh chemical producers which are also uh, like a lot of times parasites and that's you know uh, just, you know, the subsidized sugar and the subsidized seed oils just basically is going to make people, um, you know, pharmaceutical uh, customers, you know, for the last half of their lifetime, the last two thirds of their lifetime. It says, but no one is more affected by Mr. Malay's shock therapy than Argentina's trade unions or more enraged by it. His labor reforms would kneecap them by requiring employees to opt into union membership rather than having dues taken out automatically, as they are at present. This would leave the unions out of pocket. That's awesome. Um, they, I mean, you should have the choice to join a union or not. I mean, like they, a lot of times they suck. So I, I think it's just great what he's doing. It's the unions who are leading today's strikes and hoping to hobble Malay's future plans, which they really failed, by the way. Like a tenth of them came than were expected. But the new government does not intend to roll over and take it. Malay's administration said it will allow protests, but threatened to cut off public aid payments to anyone who blocks thoroughfares, which I think is a pretty freaking good way to do it. Like, um, I'm not in favor of protesting and blocking roads. I think that it's just a bad idea. But if the government is going to do something about it, I don't want the government throwing people in cages. I don't want the government um, running people over with cars or something, but... Cutting off their welfare, that's a great way to do it. I agree. And, you know, just if you cut off the welfare right now in New Hampshire, uh, well, there's a lot of crackheads and heroin addicts that are on SSI also, which is like a federal thing, Social Security, Hmm. Disability Insurance, whatever it's called. But uh, if if, if the welfare state stopped, uh, you know, in America... You know, all these uh, all these drug addicts would have to actually start robbing people again to get money to get their money to do drugs, uh, which in New Hampshire would result in a whole bunch of dead drug addicts. Uh, but uh, you know, California and New York would be a little different story. You just you know would have a lot of people getting mugged. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you you just these people are allowed to become just career drug addicts quite simply because the state just gives them money. It seems like he's also. Um being a little bit of a tyrant in this next section, it says that marchers were also forbidden to carry sticks, cover their faces, or bring children to the protests. Not really in favor of that. It says people can demonstrate... Which part? All of it? Carry sticks, cover their faces, or bring children. Yeah, they should be allowed to do those things. Well, what if, um, you know, what if uh, three days before marchers carried sticks and bashed the headlights out of cars? 
they uh, those people should be held accountable for their own actions. Yeah, I mean, I think it should be okay to just run people over that are blocking the road. You know, <laughs> um, just do it. There was actually a a, a guy down in uh, Arizona or New Mexico. He's got a Dodge Dually pickup truck with a big, you know, nice living quarter horse trailer. Oh, not it. jump in front of him to make a protest. And uh, they were blocking the road, and they started smashing his truck and like like with 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 sticks and bats, and he just. And he and he he was stopped when they started smashing his windows and stuff, and he just got on it and went. And you could see the truck like just rolling over bodies. Like I guess a couple people died; they got run Whoa. over and stuff. And what was really scary about this is there was some lady had a baby carriage was in the middle of like this stuff. Whoa. And uh, I went, I, I scrolled through the, um, you know, through the comments, and they and and I found out that I. He was never charged or anything. It was he was it was found that he was reasonable yeah. for him to just leave because you know he had his wife and like two kids with him. I would totally, um, if I was like on a jury or something for that, I would say it was it was reasonable because I would be fearing for my life if somebody's trying to break my windows while I'm in the car. I uh, I have very little to the point that I sound awful when talking about people who are protesting in the middle of the road like i just have no sympathy for them if i was on a jury and you're in the middle of the road and he ran you over backed up ran you over again and then ran you over again you're gonna have a heck of a time uh for try- get me to find him guilty of anything you don't belong in the road look people have to cross the street that's one thing people who sit in the middle of the street to protest whatever they're protesting I you know I just have no sympathy for what happens to them. Well, it looks like we do have some callers online, so I'm going to go to Tim from Florida. Tim, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, actually, I was thinking about the possibility if uh, Netanyahu, or as I like to call him Nothing Yahoo, if he's listening right now, uh, if he were to line up a bunch of he's a big fan of Free Talk Live. <laughs> what's that? He's a big fan of Free Talk Live. Are you serious? I, no. bet, I bet he is, and I bet some Israeli operatives are, too. Uh, I was almost ran over by a couple of them today. But anyway, um, so if Netanyahu is to line up a bunch of Palestinian children and stab them in the neck on, on live television or on YouTube, I think that people like Glenn Beck, Steve Deese, uh, Pat Gray, and uh, Ben Shapiro would say, that's Israel defending itself. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Oh, he hung up. Oh, yeah, I, I don't dis- disagree. I think that's pretty hilarious. And um, basically, it's happening. I mean, I had this story in show prep about um, a Palestinian-American girl. I might be wrong that it's Palestinian-American, but a Palestinian girl who got killed and witnesses are saying that um, like it was completely unprovoked and... I, I just think people are getting killed senselessly over there, and people are like, it's it's Israel defending itself. They, they don't know what the word defense means. Defense is, oh, I'm in immediate threat, and I need to stop that threat. Nothing else. Not killing innocent people. Um, we also have David in New Mexico on the line. David, what's on your mind? Lots of stuff, Bonnie. It's crazy. And <laughs> I, wanted to comment, I wanted to comment on what the... Actually, Jay, something he said at the beginning of the program, however, he just went back right back into that same same uh, material just just a moment ago and jay was talking about the uh welfare system and one of the things that uh, uh well first of all let me throw out the word what is it uh, enabling the welfare system enables certain behavior and one of the behaviors that jay um 
listed was on the, uh, and it doesn't have to be single mothers, but I think he used an example of, of a single mother <clears throat> that um, receives welfare and then is uh, belligerent and to the people who are essentially being taxed to pay her her benefits uh, because she's, you know, she's entitled, you know, hence entitlement. Um, and so she becomes not a very nice person. And the government uh, welfare system is enabling that because if that didn't exist, she would have to be pleasant in order to have people want to help her. Let me transfer that same uh, concept uh, uh, to another aspect of um, government. And Jay was also talking about the CPS, the Child Protective. I'll just use the term CPS. Every state has a different variation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, Child Protective Services is another way that the state enables certain behavior. But let me let me uh, uh, go take a step to the left or to the right, whatever, and, and talk about when, when Child Protective Services is not involved. In other words, it's a, a matter between two private citizens, typically a uh, husband and a wife getting divorced, which happens all the time, right? And so, like, if you have a husband and wife on, you know, right next door to you across the street, on your block, in your neighborhood, whatever, and they're friends of yours and you've known them and, and they're splitting up, okay, well, you're splitting up and they got children. And if the same thing applies, the, the enabling on because of the state, if the state didn't exist and, or, or existed but didn't get itself involved, um, then, you know, each party uh, wouldn't be as enabled to be as abusive to the other party by playing games with the, ch- you know, with the children, withhold- withholding children, withholding assistance, whatever, because the state is not there with the big stick to force somebody to do one thing or another. You- you'd need to seek some cooperation. Also, another thing that would happen is because the state is involved, the neighbors don't really get involved. Hmm. Uh, first of all, because they have no power. Um, but second that is of all, such a good point. Because um, people yeah. are always like, well, what what would you do in that situation if you knew a kid was being abused? Well, the state being involved keeps anyone from wanting to get involved because, like, they could get prosecuted. And I'm not saying that, right. like, you should go around just, like, being a vigilante, killing people just because you don't like the way that they um, raise their kids and stuff. But, like, going over and being like, what are you doing? You know, something, like, could right. could get you in it trouble be- at this point. It's also well, another way that- example of why... You know, you should be involved in a community and, like, not be a hermit because uh, there are situations I'm aware of, uh, multiple uh, situations where, you know, kids were, you know, um, potentially being abused or accused of being abused. In fact, I do know of one where a kid, one kid was being abused by a stepfather um, and 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 the and the, um, the, the mom uh, had a good friend who you know, interjected himself, got a couple other people, you know, in the community and actually got the, the stepfather's brother involved who was very instrumental in being like, Hey, cut this out. This isn't right. Um, you know, and you know, what ended up happening is the stepfather ended up, you know, it's essentially being removed from the situation. Hmm. Uh, the, the guy, I guess, wasn't really stable. I, you know, I, 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 and I'm hearing this third, you know, third person. I don't really, I only know one of the guys involved in this, but, uh, there's definitely situations where, and, and, and I've been involved with, with them too, uh, over the years where there was some issues going on and people needed some correction. They needed some reassurance. You know, there's been situations where a mom, you know, and, 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 and a couple of kids had to be, you know, moved out of, uh, you know, a, a house under some like emergency thing and they were supported by some friends and family. 
and um you know and and there was no need uh for uh, cps everything turned out you know has turned out fine the kids never got you know put into foster care and diddled by people in foster care like what you know what's tends to happen according to uh you know yep. the lawsuits that are paid you know the settlements that are paid out by child protective services right and two two let me give two specific examples uh, uh of uh what i was talking about so you, you got the you know a male and a female and they split this there's a ch- child involved and they split up now if the if the male and the female were just dating and she got pregnant what what frequently happens is if, if she's not a person of means she will uh, either run to the government for welfare benefits uh, or get a lawyer and sue the guy for child support or and or. And if she doesn't sue the guy for child support, then the government will. But there's no incentive for him for her to be uh, cooperative or nice to the father of the child in order that he might want to help uh, take care of his child. Instead, she, she runs to um, the you know big brother and big brother beats up the father and forces him to do whatever. And that destroys whatever uh, relationship there there could be, even if they're not going to stay together romantically, they still got a kid and they need to cooperate. And then in the other, the other uh, example is if the people are, you know, they're married and they've been living together, they got a couple of kids and, and they split up, you know, and, and every, just about every time there's a split up, it's not usually happy. It's happy time. It's usually there's anger involved. And so, well, like I said, the, the angry person will go try to uh, enlist the help of big brother uh, uh, with or without lawyers in order to beat up on the, the other person and looking at it from the male perspective, what, t- what happens frequently is withholding of children. You know, the mm-hmm. woman wants, gets the child support and the man wants access to his children. And so one way that, uh, you know, like I said, from the male perspective, because I don't happen to be female, the, the, the female will often frequently, this happens over and over again, will withhold the children, even though she may still be getting child support and usually is, She'll still play games with visitation, and she's not worried about the neighbors coming and saying, hey, what are you doing? That's his kid, too, which, w- which would happen if Big Brother wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and Big, Big Brother is not quick to come to the assistance of men who are being denied access to their children by the children's mother. So one thing I, I've observed, oh, maybe 50 times, is probably 50 times is not an exaggeration in my life. I was in the horse business, so I, like 90% of my clientele was women. And many, many of these women, you know, had gotten divorced. And yes, if you're like, if you're dating a girl and she like has to have horses in her life, beware. Why? Because uh, they're crazy? Because they are, if they need a horse, you know, uh, horses definitely are a a, a good form of ther- therapy for crazy women. Hmm. Crazy people in general. Anyways, <clears throat> the... um. So, like, I don't know how many of these women were like, they get a divorce, and I'm like, you know, and I knew their husbands, too, and, I'm, you know, I thought, to, you know, some, some of them, you know, the husbands weren't all right, some of them were, and I'm like, and then, like, and, and years later, after the divorce and stuff, I'm like, hey, why did you ever get a restraining order against your husband? And I, I literally had this conversation with 50 different women in my life. Wow. And quite literally nine times out of ten, or 47 times out of 50, the answer was because my lawyer said if I get a restraining order, it'll look better in a divorce proceedings and I'll be more likely to get what I want out of it. Oh my goodness. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I got a restraining I got a restraining order against this guy who came to my house and uh, tried to not let me back in because he thinks Ian owes him money. And the freaking judge check has to check off like all the things he said, like that, that you know, like this guy is not allowed to have guns. I didn't ask for that or anything. So like that's checked off. He also checked off a, a thing that would literally give the guy's kids to me. 
So he has a child. I guess I could go round up my child I mode if I wanted to. It's just like these these judges don't care whose lives they're ruining. They, they don't care what box they're checking. Anyways, it's been Free Talk Live. You can learn more about us at freetalklive.com and find more episodes there. Thank you for listening. Peace. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. One million dollars of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891